Welcome to the Raindrop Corner podcast, an affirming space for people who seek to enrich the human experience. This is a place where real-life superheroes and creatives get to share their magic without censorship. And I'm your host, Kay. This week's guest was Tranquil Ashes, who is a makeup artist, a cosplayer, and just an all-around awesome creative. It was really cool talking about her journey as an artist and how artistry has kind of always been a part of her life in bridging the gap between feeling strange that people feel so inspired by her as a plus-size cosplayer and someone who essentially does what they do for the sake of just enjoying it. So we talked about the nuances of that. This was a laid-back, chill conversation. I hope that you all enjoy it as much as I did. And without further ado, here's an ode to our guest. I hope that you came for the boom. For the siren screaming, fairy flying, ninja throwing, brown and black goddess that is me. Booming into your screens, into your eye sockets, redefining how you see what you've already seen. Dressed up in clothes of the finest riches, money transmutated from wealth that is my creative spirit. I am the definer and the refiner. Are you listening? Are you watching? This boom can be heard from far and wide. This queen beating on her whole chest with pride burn marks taking point as I ascend with my stride. I am on fire, a fierce desire in impeccable attire. I am, was, and will always be the show of a lifetime magic meeting creative sublime. But I hope you came for the boom, for the siren screaming, fairy flying, ninja throwing, brown and black goddess. That is me, honey. The majesty of manifestation that finally came to be. Today, I have Tranquil Ashes, Tranquil for short, on the show. You do a plethora of cool ass things, and I'm so excited to have you here. But first off, just thank you for coming on the podcast today. You're so welcome. I'm I'm looking forward to all the questions. I've been asking everybody before I even dive into it, because it's been a hard year and a half possibly longer. How are you doing? What, what do you do to just relax and refresh? It has been, it feels like it's been a long, like, decade for some reason. It feels like it's just been going on forever, but Mm -hmm. um, most of the time, I kind of just pick a comfort show or a comfort movie, Um, like, get my favorite drink or, Mm -hmm. you know, tea or even dessert, and, like, I just watch that and, you know, eat my comfort food and just relax. Veg out. I don't veg out too often, but when I get to <laughs> veg out, I try to veg out all the way. <laughs> mm. I hear your favorite, favorite comfort movie to veg out to. Oh, it's so hard. Um, I have a couple. I, I like watching Fifth Element as oh, a comfort movie. It's a perfect movie. And... Uh, <laughs> and as a comfort show, Star Trek Voyager. Well, those are both good choices. You do a ton of different things. Outside of being a plus-size model, you cosplay. You provide a really cool space for other individuals who cosplay, specifically plus-size women, which I think is just amazing. You're also a content writer for 
the nerds of color which is super cool and you're just so involved in a lot of different fandoms and you do it in a very fun and refreshing way um you are a makeup artist all of the things that you do cohesively work together like to cosplay there's so much that comes with that such as designing costumes outfits making them making um creating a makeup style for that particular costume what what kind of enhanced your relationship with artistry as a kid that led you to being who you are now well i would honestly say i've always been interested in art mm-hmm. um i think though as a, a younger person i always thought that i would have to have like the desk job and the big office job in order to you know make the money or do the thing when i get older but i think since i started at a young age i was i drew a lot i was an artist via the, the, the you know pen and paper situation mm-hmm. um i graduated from charles shorts uh art school mm-hmm. i um which is you know the peanuts guy yes <laughs> which <laughs> is so older, cool <laughs> but the school is out there um and it was like a self at home school they send you things and whatnot and you have uh homework and projects and things you have to do and i finished that mm-hmm. um i ended up being published in poetry ironically i've just kind of always been interested in art and it just kind of changed over time based off of like what i'm interested in mm-hmm. so when i like was living in japan um i was around a whole lot of people who are also artistic mm-hmm. and it kind of woken up this whole makeup thing for me so when i came back to the states people were like maybe you should try doing this as like a real thing and before you knew it i was doing it as a real thing and that just kind of led right into cosplay because that's kind of when cosplay started getting really big too and i was like oh man i can kind of do both of these things <laughs> I should do both of these things. (laughs) (laughs) And like, here I am. I'm just trying to have fun in this world out here. And I think that's so cool, too, and that you also have those experiences to kind of magnify what your artistry looks like and how you share that with other individuals. What kind of obstacles have you personally had to navigate in that space as you've cosplayed and just kind of broken into all forms of artistry? Um, Unfortunately, there is like a wide societal belief that if you are a plus-size person, Mm -hmm. somehow you don't have any other achievements or goals or anything attached Mm -hmm. to you, um, which is extremely unfortunate and clearly untrue. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's a combination of I'm a very um, competitive person sometimes, mm-hmm. and I'm also a very um, how do you say? I collect experiences. That's what it's kind of like a model for me. I collect experiences. So me going out there cosplaying and whatever I want to cosplay, whatever makes me feel comfortable, I'm collecting an experience that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I get to see how people view my work and I like to really get into my character so sometimes I'm playing it up all the way when you meet me I'm talking in a deeper voice mm-hmm. of everything um I love it's that really just I think thank you <laughs> um, I feel like as a cosplayer as a model as a makeup artist 
I'm doing all the fairy tale stuff that I wanted to do as a kid and couldn't. I know that if I saw someone like me when I was a kid, life would have been different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have had to be the first one in this friend group to do this or the first one over here to do this or whatnot. I would have had someone to be like, oh, they can do it. I can do it kind mm-hmm. of thing. And that's kind of how, it, like, what I've realized through my journey is that maybe I am helping other people do what they do. Mm-hmm. And that's a, such a surreal and, like, very humbling, like, realization. I can imagine those obstacles, and I would say manageable obstacles, because you're doing it. You're still doing your thing. How has your why shifted? And when I say how has your why shifted, you have your initial reason that kind of brought you into the space based off of those experiences that you are collecting. How has that shifted in terms of that adversity that you have gotten? I think when I came in, um, I didn't like foresee any crazy adversity or like people Mm -hmm. just being upset at the fact that I dare to be plus size and cosplay or model or do anything in front of the camera and not behind it. As I started meeting people and getting messages from people and them telling me that what I was doing was helping them. At first I didn't really get it. Mm -hmm. I didn't really, because you know, I'm just, for me, like people are like, well, how do you start? I was like, I'm just doing this because I really like to do it. Mm -hmm. I really love to do it. And I think it's so rare to get to do things that you like to do. It's very true. Yeah. Um, So I think once I started hearing those messages that people were like looking at me, which is scary sometimes, um, but it also makes me make better decisions Mm -hmm. because I want want people to be steered in the right direction or at least a good direction um, with, you know, their modeling journeys or makeup journeys and whatnot, and just to show them that, hey, you know, plus size is just a descriptor. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like, there's, it doesn't, there's nothing else to it. It, You know, it's one Mm -hmm. part of a huge, huge bit of you, you know? Mm -hmm. So, now, that's kind of like my why. Like, I, I do it for me, but I also do it for people who may not have, um, the confidence right away Mm -hmm. to just jump into something like this or um, have been thinking about it for a long time and just want to see how someone else navigates the space before they enter the space so that's definitely like the why to help everyone else while I'm also having a good time myself and that's so needed in the space because I think that we get in our own way a lot where really whether we are modeling or caught like or cosplaying or writing whatever it might be part of doing it is just to do it and our minds will come up with all of these reasons why we can and some of that is societal based some of that is the pressure that we put upon ourselves or an artist's tendency to compare themselves to other artists which is a huge one as well what is the best decision that you've made for you though Mm-hmm. Like whoever does it first, whoever says it first, 
all of that and, and in the cosplay space or modeling space it's no different mm -hmm. so um what i learned and this is you know just for just for me really like what i learned was is as as this is a craft for me and something i enjoy to do try not to do um the trendy thing just because it's the trendy thing Mm -hmm. um, yes, it'll probably get you the views, but if you don't want to do it, I feel like that puts undue pressure mm -hmm. on you to try to, you know, be on the wave whenever the wave comes. Because mm -hmm. waves come and die every couple of days, you know. So I think if you do it for yourself, like honestly... Um, just things that you enjoy, it's something that, you know, will constantly give you pleasure. It's something that will reward you instead of making it feel like work because, oh, well, I got to do this one thing from this one anime that dropped today. Now I got to do another thing from another anime that dropped yesterday. And, you know, you're just, you know, you're no longer doing it for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I feel like as long as people remember that they're doing it for themselves and you know, whatever that and is in their personal lives, I think that's good. Just remember to take care of yourself. That is like the best thing I can tell people is, you know, take care of yourself, your mental, create a space around yourself that is safe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can say the things that you need to say or get out the feelings that you need to get out so you can go back in that public forum and be the best you you can be. And what does that look like for you? doing what's best for you typically um i i take my time mm -hmm. i take my time um if it doesn't feel right i'll like stop and like step back and be like okay why doesn't it feel right what do i want to do to change it and do i still want to do this thing anymore um mm -hmm. and I think those are very important questions for no matter what field you're in to make sure that you're, you know, in the right mind frame to do whatever it is that you want to do. And honestly, just um, fun is so important. I, I know it's like the simplest thing to say. We forget, though. <laughs> but yeah, mm -hmm. people forget so easily to like have fun. And when you have like, I think that's why I've been, you know, doing this for like seven years now is because it's fun for me. I have fun. And the moment it stops, you know, being fun, figure out why that is and try to change that, you know, so you can enjoy what you do. I think that's just the most important thing. And like I said, I collect experiences. Mm -hmm. So me going out. I just and, love that you know, phrase. It's such a good phrase. <laughs> <laughs> it is my life motto because, mm -hmm. I mean, one thing I don't want to live is a boring one. And so that's what I'm going to do is go out and just collect and, you know, get the most I can get out of this. And on the train of fun, if you will, I do want to talk about your process. So you're creating your outfits, you're creating your look for the cosplay. And like you said earlier, you're even sometimes adjusting your voice depending on what character you're playing. What is your process like? I have a tendency <laughs> to... <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I just, I think it's because I just enjoy powerful characters. Mm -hmm. um, 
in general. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily powerful, but I like to think <laughs> that maybe I could be. So, um, you know, playing those roles just feel right to me. Um, they, they, they fit me, I guess is the best way to explain it. And um, when I think of an idea, I almost always think of how can I change it? Mm-hmm. How can I change it from what I see in front of me? Unless the changes will make me unrecognizable, then I won't go that far to the left or whatnot. But um, I like to make things my own, put my stamp on whatever I do most of the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so for example, with Rose Quartz um, from Steven Universe was, you know, one of my first well-recognized cosplays. So time. good. And thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> she wears a really cute white dress in the show mm-hmm. um and i've seen a whole bunch of people do it in like so many beautiful gorgeous like interpretations of the dress and i was like man i want to do it but i want to see if i can try to do something else mm-hmm. and i know that in the show that she was in a war for thousands of years mm-hmm. i was like hmm, i wonder what that would look like and then I start thinking up ideas, and then when there's too many ideas, I start sketching them out, which makes me thankful mm-hmm. that I was an artist in the drawing aspect at some point in my life, because I was, I'm able to, like, record what I'm thinking about. And um, so once I get that down, I'm like, okay, materials, what materials do I need? Uh, what color palettes am I going to go with there? Are they going to be the same? Or am I going to shift them a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, how is this outfit going to look on me as a plus size person? Um, where are my adjustments going on for that? Because I believe even if you're not a plus size person, to adjust an outfit to, you know, favor your body is something you should do or could do. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to, you know, copy everything as you see it. Make it fit you so you can feel the best in it. And that's like how I would would do it um and then after that i just start getting to work and almost i'll tell you a secret almost nothing i ever create comes out 100 percent like i thought not a thing not one thing not one thing but i love happy accidents mm-hmm. and sometimes those accidents turn into great 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 results and i just kind of learn work with those and it's made me a more unique artist because of that since you have happy accidents and or you have a concept that completely looks very different at the end result of it all would you say that you have would you say that you have an idea of what your stamp is or does it shift i want to say it shifts mm-hmm. but um i guess one or two things that you can see that are similar in multiple cosplays of mine is that I enjoy big hair, mm-hmm. um, so several of my cosplays, no matter like whether female or male or, or you know, villain or good guy, like I should, I do big hair looks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my staples, and honestly, gender bending is probably my staple. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I, you know, it's just crazy too because there's so many lady characters that I want to do, mm-hmm. but then <laughs> I see some burly like. Strong, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna be that guy, and 
that's what just <laughs> it ends up being that way. And then also too, I, I get, believe it or not, a little bashful when I'm in girly stuff, like really girly, really frilly stuff. I'm like, oh man, I don't know how to act. <laughs> <laughs> Like if 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 we could just if everybody could do it, we should just get a gang of people together and just all do it. Yes, I one hundred percent, one hundred percent agree. And like mermaid too, one day. Yes. I, <laughs> yes. I will. I will because I wanted to be. I still want to be, be a mermaid. What are you? Kidding? <laughs> I still want to be a mermaid. Uh, like that's like the coolest thing. So I think um, you know as you get more confident with your skills. Mm-hmm. that's a really cool message to have because we just went through a time where people who normally aren't online like that suddenly spent a lot of time online and while I saw artists all over the place get mounds of support you also have the trolls and the people who have nothing better to do or they just carry that hate in their heart and it's a daily chore for them to try to ruin someone's mood or to randomly comment on something that wasn't even for them and I just I think that's something that a lot of artists struggled with but also I saw artists like kind of positively inspiring people to just kind of move beyond because people are going to do that and it all comes back down to the art and the passion and why you do what you do for you personally because I know you said it earlier where you mentioned that, you know, people look at someone who is a plus size model or somebody who cosplays and they think that that's all they want to do and they don't have other goals outside of that. What is your vision for your artistry beyond modeling and beyond cosplaying, even though that definitely is a love and a passion in terms of what you do? Um, back in 2018, I had a, a- Mm-hmm. Um, and the gala was to just celebrate um, artists and their talent and just to kind of showcase a few unique talents mm-hmm. um, during the day, you know, a little bit of like a, a little higher class fun mm-hmm. of, for everyone. And, it, you know, it promotes uh, or featuring more so 
know, black, indigenous, LGBT, disabled mm. folk. That's kind of I like love that. the, the focus. Mm-hmm. The focus. Everyone's welcome, of course. But the highlighting, the people I'm highlighting are those people in those categories. And, you know, to show um, that we love crafting, too. You know, we love uh, artistry and makeup and videography and dancing and burlesque and all the other things that are out there that are in the forms of art, we do all of that too. And I wanted to provide a space to show that. I wanted to provide a nice space for networking because, you know, sometimes it's a crab in the barrel mentality and I like to try to change that Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, give people a space where they can feel comfortable to talk to other people and maybe, you know, that's a new friendship or that's a new entrepreneurial partnership or now I've joined that burlesque group that I watched or, hey, I I didn't know she could sing like that. Let me go follow her Spotify, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So to just kind of just bring our community together with um, some fancy food and dancing <laughs> and that's kind of what I want to do. I kind of want to be like the, the cosplay Met Gala. That's kind of where... Mm-hmm. my goal is when it comes to like that organization and then honestly after that I'm just kind of learning as I go like I, I don't have like 10 15 20 year goals I wish I did I, I wish that I did but I'm so spontaneous sometimes mm-hmm. that like things can change in a heartbeat for me so I just try to keep it okay what am I doing in the next two years what am I doing in the next <laughs> I feel that on a personal level. I used to I used to do that. I needed everything planned out and then I'm like, well, 10 years ago you didn't meet that goal that you had 10 years ago. So just like baby steps. It's awesome with what you want to do in terms of making like a cosplay Met Gala. In those spaces, a lot of times people look at people who cosplay and they're like, oh, they're just dressing up. They're just literally putting on a costume. They're acting like it's Halloween and it's Tuesday in March but there's so many things that go into that makeup designing people who can sew people who know how to sing just like people who do so many more things creatively and you using that as a conduit is something that I think is needed and to also kind of build a respect and to encourage people that there is a place for everyone in that space what is the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself through your artwork? My artwork matters. You know, um, I think that's something every artist, no matter what the art struggles with, that like, will somebody care about that art? Will will it do something? Will it break open a door? Will it, you know, make someone smile today? You know, whatever the goal is with your art. Um, I just, I think learning that my art matters really was a turning point. Because like you said before, um, people think you're just out because it's, you know, Halloween and that's no shade to Halloween because I love Halloween. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, uh, uh, it's more than that for most people. Um, There are a lot of people who've met some of their best friends this way. Um, A lot of people who were otherwise shy could, you know, gain a bit of confidence through, like, these mediums um, and art in terms of, like, being in the world in and of itself is necessary. Um, nothing moves without it. So I feel like knowing that it matters is, 
because the world or other people may not respect it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it doesn't matter or that it isn't necessary. I tell people all the time with art, literally, without art, nothing would move. Nothing would make sense. Mm-hmm. The world would be boring. Even even in you know hard sciences and arts fields and things like that. Yeah, you need programming to make a video game, but if it looks like crap, no one's going to play your video. It's true. So art is required. So I think knowing that it matters, pushing that it matters, bringing art back into schools, bringing art back into people's lives, just in general, um, I think it's it's highly important. And I think um, watching other people do art inspires. So I'm hoping like that's really the goal, just to kind of bring some life back out here. I agree with that. And I think that individuals such as yourself, it it makes people think a little bit deeper. And much like you said, from people like Van Gogh or people like Octavia Butler or people who created art and people judged them and didn't really care about their art when they were alive, but they cared about it when they were gone. Things like that just prove how important art is. And no matter what form it takes, whether it's painting or a novel or makeup or cosplaying, it's just as valid and has just as much merit. So I think that's a great vision and just thing to project onto the world. And just thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you. I, I really, I appreciate it. I don't, I don't, I try not to think about it because it's weird for me. It's so mm-hmm. weird. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh wow! Wait, wait! Like, it's, it's funny. It's 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 weird, but because I like doing it, you know, mm-hmm. I just enjoy doing it. So it's interesting to see other people join me while I'm having fun doing <laughs> something. So, um, and that's something I've got. I'm trying to get used. I haven't gotten used to it yet, but um, it's nice meeting people, new people. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, they're giving me their perspectives and what their life has been like too and I you know it's I try to you know help mm-hmm. give the best advice that I can based off of the you know the life that I feel like I'm very blessed to have um you know with good and bad you know so I, I try my best to, to help out and I want to keep doing it and I know that you will I'm pretty sure that you will have your cosplay met gala and I'm excited to see what that looks like for you you're welcome and tranquil if (laughs) if people want to know more about you and to follow you where can they go to keep up with you on social media sure um i am tranquil ashes on all my platforms instagram facebook um twitter i promise the world that i eventually will join (laughs) i promise i know i'm so late with the TikTok, but I'm going to get there. I joined it like two weeks ago, finally, (laughs) after a bunch of bullying. (laughs) (laughs) I have an account. It's Tranquil Ashes, but there's nothing on it. So you can join it, but videos will be coming eventually. And then also, likewise, Twitch as well. Same name. So um, big things. And I will also be going to Dragon Con this year. So... Anyone who wants to come along or see me or meet me, I will be there. Sweet. 
well if I can make it there I will try to go but that's really really cool and I will make sure that I link all of those below for everybody to keep up with you Tranquil thank you so much for coming on the podcast I thoroughly enjoyed talking with you Oh, thank you. I'm glad. I I wanted to make this about, you know, who you were and the work that you did. So I was really excited to have someone such as yourself on the show. I discovered your artwork. Um, I want to say that it was like mid-2020 and it just made my day and it lifted me when I wasn't doing so well. And I also love what you do and I love what you stand for. And I think that that should be shared with other people. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I hope to continue making you proud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. You're you're a great person. And that's definitely seen and felt. And thank you, everybody, for joining us today. And Tranquil, of course, thank you um, once more for coming on the show. And until next time, everyone. Thank you to all of our listeners out there. As always, you are the most beloved and make all of this magic possible. It was really cool talking to a creative who creates for the fun of it. Not to say that other creatives don't do that, but I feel like sometimes we are so hyper-focused on having to make something perfect or, or on having to make it better or on making something a statement piece that has all of this commentary in it, that sometimes we lose sight of the fact that creation should first be fun and then be whatever we want it to be after that. And it was really nice just to kind of get a reminder of that because I think that's important. And a lot of the creatives that I talk to on the show and then offline always kind of speak to the struggles and the pressures that they feel to have to keep making the latest and greatest thing or to have to be talking about a specific thing if they are a part of a specific group and sometimes like just have fun with it don't forget the fun part and creativity i'm not sure why there are police sirens but if y'all can hear that i'm sorry but I digress. The Ranger Up Corner podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, and all standard streaming podcast platforms. Until next time.